Yes, my bro, how are you, man? All good, bro, all good. Just helping out in the garden. Just doing some bits and pieces. Well, doing garden, I'm doing gardening. I'm doing gardening now. Yeah, it's man, your new hobby. Helping out the mum with the garden, man, trust me. Bro, the Something trim, the trim is pending. Do. Trim is pending. Trust me, bro. That's why the hat's on right now. Beard's looking a bit wild, but we move. <laughs> Are you been keeping busy during quarantine anyway? Um, just um, just been doing some like uh, Instagram lives and stuff, really. Um, yeah. Kind of cemented myself doing Sundays, mm-hmm. um, which is going quite well. Got like a core fan base, you know. Got quite a few people tuning in. Yeah. Um, I started my radio show back last week. Because I had to, uh, I had to come off there because they changed the sort of dynamics and the schedule of it. Okay. So um, yeah, I was off there for a while because my dad was in hospital with um, yeah. COVID nineteen, um, and now he's home. I just thought, you know what, I need to get a bit more involved. So done my first radio show again last week. That was good. Um, that's about it, really, man. There's there's not really much. Not even just myself, just DJs in general, man. Like it's not much you can do. You know what I mean. So with that, like with the whole COVID situation, like how how is that? You know, like how do you find what the government are doing? Do you think they're doing enough, or do you think what's what's your kind of take on the situation? Um. Well, I mean, all you gotta do is just look on the news. Really, you just look at like the likes of Italy, France. They've got a lot a lot more of like a firm sort of lockdown, really. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like the UK was a lot more relaxed, and there's just people out here taking the piss, man. Do you know what I mean? And for someone in my position, um, with like my dad going in hospital and catching it very badly, yeah, because you know I, I nearly lost my dad to it. Um, not that I thought differently before, but it just it makes you even more angry that people are out on the roads just like doing you know parties, just walking around where they don't need to go out. It's not essential. It is. It is a bit like it does make me angry a little bit. But what can you do? But man? do you, you, know do you I mean? think it's the right move to get everything back back up and running by June fifteenth? think it's too soon man if i'm honest that's what some people are saying it's too soon but i don't know I, I i mean they haven't published any more deaths but that doesn't mean there are more or less no, or... I, I, th- I think i think they've messed up the whole like the death toll i think there's a lot more than than what they've advertised um but yeah i definitely think it's too soon i know there's people like ourselves you know other people that suffer with mental health which yeah obviously we'll talk a little bit later about like, I know there's people losing their minds because they've had their livelihood taken away from them. But do you know what I mean? You, you can't go somewhere unless it's deemed safe. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, there'll be a second spike and it'll be even worse next time around. So mm. I think it's only right Definitely. That we go that's back. The, And that's the problem, like, is about the club, the whole clubbing situation as well. Because if clubs come back, they're not even, they're going to only come back in the second half of this year. And that's in the flu season. So that's even, it's like, is it even going to come back this year anyway? Yeah, I mean, I've seen some people this week saying that people are going to Ibiza already, like, you know. Yeah, like, I've seen people try and book their tickets. Like, late July, August, and, and mm. you know what, it's, it's good, but for me, I feel like it's too soon to be catching flights to the likes of Ibiza. Like, Spain was probably one of the worst places in Europe. I mean, we are now, but they was, like, going through the death toll like crazy. I remember, like, the numbers just rising like nothing. Yeah. So, I wouldn't feel safe going somewhere like that. Unless scientifically it's been proven to be like, you know what, it's not an issue now, blah blah blah. But we don't know, man. We take day by day as it goes. Mm. You know I mean? But I think the thing is, is like you have to self quarantine anyway, right? For fourteen days if you go to these countries. Yeah. So it's like if you're a DJ, like 
trying to go there for gigs, you're going to have to be inside for 14 days before you before you can even get gigs. So, I mean, it depends. If you're really hungry for those gigs, then, you know, no one's going to stop you. But personally, I'd wait till next year when, you know, everything's going to be safer and you can get the booking straight up and you can be there for as long as possible, basically. It, it feels it feels weird that summer's been a write-off this year, you know, and potentially, yeah. like, potentially freshers as well. Freshers is really big for DJs. Um, and all the uni students, um, yeah, it's just it's crazy. And I mean, last year I don't know if you remember, but the weather wasn't really great, to be fair. But it's mm. just funny that we're, we're all locked inside and the weather's just been banging. So it's so annoying, you know. Like as soon yeah, as this hits, weather it weather's been banging. Not much rain going on. Like I mean, I say this maybe this week it might be some rain, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 annoying. But bro, we're gonna get into your kind of situation. So how did right. DJ start for you? So where did it all start, yeah? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've always been into a music kind of family. So, like, my dad sings, like, um, my grandma, which is my dad's mum. Yeah. Uh, my uncle. So, family-orientated um, for music. Um, and, yeah, I just I kind of grew up on music, really. And we uh, got my uncle, TRP. He does a lot of um, house remixes on DJ City and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he he got me into like the idea of thinking, you know, what's this DJing thing all about? Seeing the turntables and stuff like that. So I was thinking, that looks interesting. Yeah. Um, so I remember just having a little mess around on there, like you know, I didn't know what I was doing, but it was very intriguing. And um, I went and bought like my first ever decks. Like, I think they were Gemini's two two o two o ones, two o threes. I don't know with a like a shitty Gemini mixer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I put CDs in that I had, like, compilations. I always used to go Woolworths and buy loads of compilation and singles and stuff like that when CDs were... Uh, Woolworths when they were open. <laughs> trust me, trust me. That, that was the back. store. That was the store, man. I used to go there <laughs> when I was a child, like... <laughs> trust me, I think I've still got some CDs uh, from, from Woolworths, man. But, yeah, I just used to put the CDs in. I didn't even know how to mix. I was just yeah. bringing two songs in together. They were clashing. So I was like, cool, this don't sound right. So this was even before I was even like 17, 18. So I'd start watching stuff on YouTube. Um, and then I'd start getting uh, booked for like doing, um, you know, like, you know, like the family parties and friends of friends for parties, stuff like that. Um, so that's where I kind of built my confidence a little bit. And it, it wasn't until I went into college. Um, I was actually... Um, good friends with Kano's brother who's his official DJ Um, his name's called uh, DJ Chopper Um, and he used to do some DJ lessons in there and I used to help him uh, with people that wanted to learn to DJ Um, and this was just on the brink before I turned uh, 18 um, to go into like you know Romford and stuff like that because that's why I used to I used Mm. to be my little stomping ground like when I started raving and stuff and I think my first ever gig was um, Buddha Lounge I don't think you might I don't think you know it because you're not from really that that kind of area So, um, yeah, started doing there. Same again with the CDs. Used to carry a massive case of CDs. I was still clanging like a motherfucker then. Didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> so I kind of put myself back in, like, into the deep end a little bit, really. Um, and then I realised, I think on the second time that I did it, because they were telling you, you've got to bring so many people in to like, make your money up like with tickets yeah. and stuff like that. That's how it used to work. Um, I realised that, because my room was empty, I weren't really doing the damn thing. So I knew that I had to go to other clubs 
match, like locally, like Basildon, Romford, um, you know, they were the two like sort of areas that I used to go to a lot. I used to just go and watch DJs, just go watch them, stand by the booth and just watch them like a weirdo. Just like listen to their song selection, how they mix things, you know. Yeah. Um, and then it just it just went from there, really, man. Like, I think I went to Malia in 2011, um, which is a long time ago. Was that a one-way trip or was that just a so, holiday? So or... the, first, the first one, I went on a boy's holiday. Um, but I actually took some DJ bits out there with me. Okay. Um, and I just I just winged it, really. I just went out there, just said, like, you know, I DJ. Um, a guy called Manus in Lush Bar gave me a chance, gave me a warm-up slot. Um, and I started, you know, I'd say within the last few days of my holiday, like, doing some warm-up stuff. And it, it felt good. And he was like, I, was, I said, like, I'm, I'm going home now. I'm just on a boy's holiday. He's like, I want you to come back. Yeah. I was just like, all right, cool. So I went home for a few weeks and I went out there for a season. So I went back out there warming up. Eventually mm. got the main slot in Lush Bar in Malia. Shout out to anyone who knows about Lush Bar. And then through just doing there, um, I started DJing at Safari in Lush, um, in Malia as well, which was the biggest club, urban club. Okay. So I was, doing, I was doing that club and that club back to back. Um, and that was a really big experience, really. It taught me a lot with DJing. Um, Especially trying to keep people in a in a space because when you're when you're abroad, um, like you get people walking in and out the clubs, mm. and it, it's hard to keep people. So that taught me a lot. Um, and yeah, I was out there for three months, come back, and then um, I started DJing with my boy Infurious um, yeah. at uh, Oceania in Watford. He was uh, DJing there on Friday nights. Um, that was his first residency as well. And I just said to him, bro, like, I'd, I'd love to come down and come warm up. And, uh, yeah, I started warming up with him. He gave me the opportunity to, to get into that Deltic Luminar circle. So it's very easy, not not very easy, very hard to get into that. So, um, yeah, I was warming up there for a while. And it just kind of went from there, really. Took it's off. just been, yeah, it took off. Just going from residency to residency, like, just mm. getting to know managers, getting to know other DJs. And that's how you sort of, land a residency really just by getting to know people yeah. and just being cool you know I, I was getting drink vouchers when I first started uh, a coupon OGR. little coupons and that yeah exactly <laughs> like and it hurt my pride a little bit because at the time like I'd been DJing longer than Infurious but he got that he got that residency because he someone knew him and he got in there and stuff like that so at that time it kind of hurt my pride that I couldn't really play the bangers that I wanted to play do you know what I mean yeah. and like I wanted the, the prime time slot, but I had to humble myself. I had to be like, you know what? I've got to take a few steps back to go forward. So I was just warming up, doing drink vouchers, getting to know the managers. And it just went from there to me, like, you know, getting booked for bank holidays, doing it by mm. myself. It went from like stride to stride, really. So, yeah. So a lot of people don't actually know how hard it is to get overseas gigs. So for you, what kind of advice would you give to up and coming DJs to get the overseas bookings? And how hot? Well, it probably was a bit easier for you because you already had made some contacts the first time you went out. But how hard is it actually to get those bookings? Well, to be fair, it, it it's, it's a it's a funny one really because when I went out there on a boys' holiday, I just thought I'm just gonna try a thing in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't I didn't have nothing certified, ready to go to be like I'm I'm gonna DJ out there. I just thought you know what I'm gonna go out there try a thing, and I spoke to like a guy that looked like the boss man of a club. Yeah, and he was just like, "Okay, like I'll give you a go." 
So I just think you just kind of got to go out there with the determination that you're going to try and get something. It might be a little bit different now because everything's looked at social media, yeah, yeah. the videos that you put up, your following, your interaction. So it might be a little bit different now. Um, but yeah, you just got to have the determination, man. You've got to be hungry. That's it. You can't go out there and expect that you're going to get something. Yeah, you're going to get you something. go out there and be humble about it. Do you know what I mean? So, what's, yeah, what's, been, I... what's been the downsides for you in terms of DJM? Like, have you lost residencies? Have you lost sets? No, do you know what? I actually, I actually haven't sort of lost any residencies to a sense of where they've gone, oh, yeah, it's not really working, you're sacked. Um, I actually left one of my residencies um, earlier this year before the lockdown, actually. Yeah. I've been there for, like, about four years. Um, really good club called Grand Electra. Um, had some really good times there, but just like a lot of clubs, it has its um, time span, and then mm. sometimes you have to start rebranding and stuff like that. Um, and I just felt like that's where the club was going. It just needed yeah. a bit of a rebranding. I could see the, the ship sinking. And I wasn't really happy there towards the end. Just like, you know, some commotion within the club and stuff. So I actually left there. Um, and it's really hard to get a midweek gig. Um, it's quite a lot more easier to get a Friday and Saturday. But to get like your uni gigs and stuff like that in the week. Uh, it's, I'd say it's really hard. So I didn't think I'd pick up another Thursday because it was on Thursdays. Um, and then two weeks later, shout out to my guy, uh, Sugarpuff. He um, hooked me up uh, at Shoosh in Brighton. Yeah. So I started a new gig before the lockdown at Shoosh, which is a really nice club. Um, so, yeah, man. Yeah. Do you ever get worried or um, scared about residencies and losing them? Or do you take every night as it comes and just try improve each night? Um, it works hand in hand, really. Um, I've seen people that I'm close with get complacent, um, get, you know, in a rut of playing the same stuff, not really coming with energy because they're just turning up, maybe just wanting to earn their money or they're, you know, just content with earning money. Um, yeah. So I think I've seen that and it's it's made me like, you know what, I've got to treat every night like it's my last gig you know i've always got to try different things i've got to come energetic whether i feel tired i've got to give it that extra push mm. um so yeah i I'd definitely say I'd, i come different all the time when i'm in residencies I, I don't worry about it too much you might get some managers that you might not know of like some higher up managers that like um like an area manager or something coming around because they might not be happy with the urban music that they're hearing they're not familiar yeah. with it um, but you just got to do what you got to do. You got to adapt. I think. I think that's probably the the best thing to say. You got to adapt. So, what makes a Walshie set unique compared to other DJs? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm not really a talker when it comes to that, bro. I'm more of a shower. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, go I'm watch my page. Go watch my page for that. <laughs> nah, not even that, bro. To be fair, I need to put some more videos up. That's something that I definitely want to improve on in terms of showing what Walshie's all about. I mean, I've got yeah. a few videos here and there. I put stuff on stories, but in terms of like posts and then maybe promoting it, like I could do that more. Um, but I think without sort of gassing it up too much, I would say, you know, song selection, you know, interacting with the crowd um, and just going in and out with genres really, man, because I feel like when I've been in clubs sometimes, a DJ just plays all the UK drill, for example, all the yeah. UK hip-hop, and then by, like, one, two o'clock, I've seen it. Like, 
they've lost the dance floor because they've played all their bangers. So you just got to kind of play, play it in drips and drabs, really. I think that's that's the key to sort of keep. See, it that's the biggest. That's literally the biggest talking point is music selection in clubs. That's like the biggest talking point right now, and especially Definitely. if people who've been watching my interviews like it triggers a lot of DJs. <laughs> <What> do <you laughs> does mean, it? Does it? Does it trigger? Does it trigger? Does it? No. Does it trigger you that um, a warm up DJ doesn't play their part or? DJs on before you, even if it's not a warm up, even if it's like close to prime time, still playing all the bangers and everything when it's not even the time for that. Yeah, it's annoying because it, it fucks up the structure of the set, really. But at the end of the day, bro, what can you do? If the guy rinses you, he rinses you. He's rinsed you because he's not really knowledgeable enough. It needs to be taught. And later down the line, he will then realize that what he was doing then was wrong, do you know? Mm. So, what can you do? You just just got to keep it moving and for me I've been in that position before and the only thing you can do is jump on and do your thing I'm a big you kind of restart the night or yeah kind of I say I say up in my own way really but I'm a big believer of not playing songs twice unless it's a banger do you know what I mean like Roddy Rich the box when it first come out might play it twice in the night but if someone's already played a song, I'm not going to then for reach that for out the bag and be like, I'm going to play that again because I'm struggling mm. a bit. You know I mean? Okay, so going with that, would you look at other DJs' history um, of what they played or would you turn up to a set early and listen to what they played? Well, I mean, for me, if I'm doing like a guest set, then I would get there early to see what they do. Kind of what, what Westwood does, really. He, he yeah. comes, he sets up and then just chills for a bit. Do you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I would definitely do that just to see what the vibes are about. And also, if I do turn up a bit late or, you know, I might have like popped into another room or something, I'll just ask, like, you know, can I, can I look at your history if that's all right? Um, mm. So, yeah, just simple things like that. Have you ever had to get someone off the decks? <laughs> or are you, are, you, are you chilled? Are you quite chilled about it? You're like, let me let, me ru- let, me let him run his team. I get on the decks and show myself. No, I've never, I've never had to physically say... Um, <laughs> get off the deck other than my boy Adot when I first started teaching him because <laughs> uh, he was fucking it up a little bit but that's understandable when you're first learning do you know what I mean yeah. you've got to be thrown in the deep end but other than that anywhere else really no I mean there's been some DJs no names that have fucked up and I've just been like okay cool I'm just going to go on and do my thing Yeah. but yeah that's it really yeah I just keep it to myself mm. so you're talking about represent so how long have you been on represent for and do you think you'd move to another station if some, if another station picked you up or do you think Represent's a good station for you? Um, I've been at Represent now oh, I'd say probably about three, four years now. Um, definitely a great station to start on. Well, I mean, there's stations before that that are great to start on. So yeah. I was quite lucky to just get on to Represent. So I feel like I skipped all the pirate um all the internet stations because radar was on it then at that time. Yeah, yeah. They were doing the internet radio. Um, I felt I feel like I skipped it a little bit because someone that knew me was like, I think you'd be good on radio, and she worked at the radio station, so she put a good word in with the boss man, and they give me like a little trial, um, and they really liked me from the get go, really. And I, even like how I started, they normally mm. start you doing pre-recorded shows. Um, especially if you've got no radio experience in talking and stuff. And I think I only had like a few, a few like um, 1am to 3am slots. And they was like, we're going to start putting you on lives now. So I come up really quickly through radio. Um, 
and yeah, like I really enjoy it, man. Um, and I definitely think for someone that wants to get into radio, it would be a good idea. For example, if you wanted to get into radio and you'd be like, yo, bro, like, you know, what do you do? I would say, come just come check me, like, come on a, a Wednesday and just come see what I do on a Wednesday and just get the feels for it, do you know what I mean? And then I can introduce you to people. Yeah. Um, I think that's the best way to kind of get into radio, really. Has um, radio helped you in terms of your mic skills or did you already have that covered before radio? No, 100%. Radio has definitely um, helped me out with my mic skills. Man. I didn't know what to say, <laughs> like, back in the day. I was yeah. so, like, unconfident. Like, even when someone would say, could you do a birthday shout-out, I'd kind of, like, mumble a little bit. You know, I'd hold, I'd yeah, hold yeah, the yeah. mic wrong and it would sound all muffly. Um, so radio is 1000%, um, give me a lot more confidence in hosting, you know, trying different things on the mic. You know, if I've got an instrumental with some UK funky, you know, do a few Oli Oli Ollies, you know, do some lyrics from other songs. Yeah. It's definitely given me a lot of confidence, man. 100%. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you this. Do you think radio is dying out? Um, to a degree, yes. And the reason why I say that is because the times we're in now, it's all about streaming services, like your yeah. Spotify's and stuff like that. Um, I mean, you've got like your Capital Extras, your One Extras, um, Kiss, I don't feel is as big as it, as it used to be. Um, I feel like you just got to have a core crowd, people that follow you, do you know what I mean? They don't follow, they don't follow a radio station, they follow a, a DJ. The DJ, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Someone told me that a few weeks ago and it was actually a really true statement. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. They do some good concepts, really. They've mm. like, talked to Instagram a lot more now, doing like competitions and stuff on the gram. Um, but yeah, I do feel like it is dying out a little bit, but because yeah. there's competition around. I think, you know what? It's The competition's crazy now. Like, as every DJ locked in knows, like, up and coming, even if you're out there, it's still, it's still hard to get sets either way, unless you're very 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 tight with someone that you know you're getting the sets here and there every day um but in your opinion what makes a good dj and how do they kind of stand like how do you stand out in front of it uh out of everyone else um your presence really i think you've got to make your presence known mm -hmm. i think you've got to let motherfuckers know in the building that you're not no ordinary dj just selecting tunes that they hear on spotify You've got to be on the mic. You've got to be vocal. You've got to put so many swerve balls in there, shit that they wouldn't even expect. You know, it's just creating a vibe. You know, playing the new music that they've just heard on Spotify or haven't heard, or playing that throwback that I haven't heard in years, you know, or just yeah. having that 10 minute of gas moment, just pure gas. And you, people are just like, oh my days, you know. I think they're the key points in what makes you stand out as a DJ, really. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Do you do you look to branding as well? Um, and if so, like let's say if the DJ's logo isn't on point or their whole kind of social media isn't on point, do you kind of would you take that DJ seriously or? Um, well, for when I first started, branding wasn't a massive thing, especially social media wasn't that strong then, like with the likes of Instagram and that. Um, but nowadays, branding is probably a bigger part than what the actual talent that you have i feel mm -hmm. like people get booked on their branding yeah more than what they can bring you know to the table um, so going on that, sorry so going on that as well do you think followers and following followers matter on instagram or, or whatever social media and following matter 
hundred percent. Yeah, man. In in this day and age for DJs, and it's sad, you know. It, it sort of when you look at the times when I was coming up, and it wasn't based on that. It was based on who you know and you doing a six set. Yeah, it's 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 flipped. Like it's like it's like we were saying uh, yesterday in the voice notes when like you know some of these new gen DJs. That's what we call them. Um, they sort of shortcut it a little bit. Um, because they might put like an average kind of mix up on the on the Instagram, yeah. And because they've got a good following, it gets hyped up and it it gets to the right person, and they're like, oh shit, this guy's got a good following. Let's give him a shot. So I definitely mm. think it the social media has a big part to play now in branding, hundred percent. How do we kind of change that though? Do you think it will ever change, or do you think it will keep going no, like this? Man. That I don't, I don't think it will. It's been going for a few years now. You know, Instagram's bigger than ever. Um, yeah. Snapchat. Um, I've even seen some DJs do stuff on TikTok now. You know, mm. social media has a massive part to play on branding now. Like you couldn't back peg on it. Um, so I don't think we can go back on it really. I mean, there are some old school managers and some old school promoters that do book DJs because they actually show the dance down. Yeah. Um, but you know, it works hand in hand, man. It's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. So coming out of quarantine. Do you think clubs and promoters are going to actually open their eyes up to these up-and-coming DJs coming through and newer DJs? Or do you think they're going to go back to the same DJs they were already uh, booking to keep it like safe for them? Um, I definitely feel like there's going to be some uh, feathers ruffled, 100%. Um, some people want to change some things up. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I think in this quarantine, I've seen a lot more DJs on the come-up than I would previously before the lockdown there's just been so many djs doing promoted posts you know on the lives um so yeah i definitely think going back after the the lockdown i definitely feel like there's going to be some changes and you're going to see a lot more up and coming djs maybe on mm. radio doing guest mixes maybe yeah like guest mixes are a big thing during this t- period as well yeah of course um so yeah i definitely think there's going to be some uh feathers ruffled yeah are you kind of scared about that, or is that just how everything's going to be? Every, everything you've got to always, you know, like you've um, got to focus on your own path as well and everything. Do you know what, bro? I think just saying it simply, I think you just got to believe in your own source, man. Yeah. Um, you know, you're never with D- DJing because you're self-employed. You're never guaranteed anything. You know, like we didn't see this lockdown coming. You know, there's plenty of people, not just DJs, that are kind of suffering right now because of the money flow financially you know mm. so you just you just don't know what's coming um so when it comes to djing um i wouldn't say i'm worried no i wouldn't because i feel like i've built a good relationship with the managers the managers know what kind of dance that i bring to yeah. the table um but yeah if it's your time to go it's your time to go in it you know you just keep it moving on to the next chapter do you That's think you're you do you think you're a hard dj to work with no, I think I think I'm the complete opposite, really. Okay. I'm really. No, I'm, I'm just I'm just asking now. It's not like I've been told anything. <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, nah. I would um I would say I'm probably quite easy going, especially if like uh like for example um if Rusky I've I've DJed with Rusky a few times yeah and uh, when he's come in the building said hello and stuff I just I'm just I'm just like real bro like what are you playing tonight you know is there anything that you want to steer clear of same with Westwood I've DJed with Westwood a few times. I've gone like you know, watch me a play. You know, I don't want to affect your set. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of DJs, or not a lot, the majority, um, will just go and do what they want to do and not think about the headline yeah. DJs. You know what I mean? So I think it's more of like a 
like a respect, you know, especially if you've got these big, like bigger DJs coming yeah. in, like, like what you're supposed to be doing is impressing that DJ to then after your set, connect with him, get his number and mm. see what my man can do for you. Like that's how it works. And that's how I got onto one extra with Charlie Sloth doing yeah. the club sloth stuff. Um, because he see me DJ at his club sloth tour in Southampton. And he was like, yo bro, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm really fucking with what you're doing. And at the time I was just like, I appreciate it. But it, right now it's just you saying it. Do you know what I mean? And two weeks later, his producer hit me up. He was like, we want, to, want you to do regular guest mixes on, on one extra. So I was yeah. just like, that's amazing. So that situation there is so important that you've got to show so much respect and, you know, be mindful of the DJ that's coming on after you, I think. It's not all yeah, about like, trying to rinse the other DJ out. Do you get what definitely, because you don't know who, who they're connected to. You don't know who's actually listening in the crowd as well. They could have other people in the crowd, you know. So, it's yeah, it's a big thing. Um, yeah. Have you ever messed up a set whilst you were performing uh, live on a club slash radio? Um, on radio, I have. Um, because obviously when you're on an FM station, um, there can't be any swearing and stuff. It's mm. quite serious. So uh, <laughs> I've played some dirty tracks before and just completely forgot that it was dirty. Even though it says clean, there might be some tracks that are clean, but they're still not they're clean. Still... So I get the little nudge slap. You know, can you just like just say that? Apologize. There was some swearing yeah. and stuff. Really. Uh, in the terms the of problem clubs, with that is just like you have to. Do you edit them out yourself as well? Like, because obviously you can get the clean version, but then other words in that aren't always gonna be clean. Bro, I'll be honest, yeah. I've DJed some. I'm um, not DJed. I've downloaded some stuff off DJ City, and cleans, and they've not been clean. And I've hit them up, and I've been like, bro. Like, you're getting me in trouble. So, uh, <laughs> after, I've had that a few times, a few times, actually. So I've had to sort of go over it myself yeah. and just double check. And there's some songs that you just can't get cleansed of because there's so much swearing in it. So The cleans are so them. bad, though. That's the thing. Like, you hear, like, City Girls, yeah, act up. That yeah. clean version is the worst. Like, every time well, I play it... Doesn't it doesn't even sound like act up anymore, it does, does it? No, it's just got... Uh, 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 like, just... just the lyrics. It doesn't just play the instrumental. But, it's yeah, it's just the instrumental, song. literally. Like, there's no lyrics in half that, in half that chorus. Like... I mean, shout out to Denzel. He just says about dancehall songs. Dancehall songs yeah. are quite hard to get hold of cleans as well. So You can never get cleans in dancehall, man. Like, rarely. But when you do radio, you take up, like... So imagine what you've got on your laptop now of songs and capacity of your laptop. I've got double that because I have to download the cleans as well. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. So I'm on radio as well, but I'm not. I like with mine. It's it's not. It's online, so it's not as big as a, as, as a deal. So for me, it's like, I my sets are from nine, uh, seven to nine. Okay. Uh, so after eight o'clock, I'm allowed to here and there put dirty tracks. So I haven't always. I haven't got all clean stuff but... that's a good time slot though bro yeah that's I want, that's, that's, the, that's the time slot that i want to be at like if i was going to go to another radio or whatever yeah yeah i know those time slots are probably taken but we'll see what happens well i just clocked actually one of the questions a few, um, few moments ago that you asked about would i go to another station i didn't actually yeah. answer that um so obviously represent is a, is a good position to sort of push forward really so i, I would like to go onto the lights of one extra and capsule extra or you know like beats or something like that because 
before I started radio, I didn't have the ambition to do radio un- unless until my friend brought me in and was like, you know what, you can do this. And I kind mm. of started to love radio. And um, when you when you're in in the radio scene, you just want to progress. So yeah, I definitely want to move up 100. percent But it's it's just, it's just like getting picked up for a residency or yeah. a gig. You just kind of got to put yourself out there. And radio is definitely the best place to speak to artists to open up so many doors radio opens up so many doors but it's the hardest to get into it's 100 it's like people kind of overlook that as well like you know there's probably there's thousands of djs trying to apply or presenters trying to apply so like they only want like 10 15 people you know what i mean it's not yeah yeah but yeah i mean when when do you kind of think you're you're like do you know if there's like a time when you're done with represent or is it kind of like you're gonna wait and see if anything's happening or well, I mean, um, another thing I didn't mention when I first started radio, I'd done it solo and then I actually brought a good friend of mine on called Jules. She mm-hmm. was like um, a co-host of mine and we had a really good, you know, energy between us. We used to bounce off each other. We had loads of like guests come on the show. It was just a really good show. Um, and then unfortunately, um, at some point last year, we had to split up because they was re- reprogramming the radio station and um, the time slots they were offering for yeah. us to move to didn't really fit because she was working in the day she couldn't you know do the time slot that I wanted to do or the one that she wanted to do so we had to go solo unfortunately so I felt like you know I had to rise to the occasion um, and do it solo but it got to a point where I got a bit of cold feet a little bit I was just thinking mm. I don't know man you know because I used to come into radio really tired but Jules like my co-host used to like you know just pick me up in energy and I, I didn't even feel tired because I was at a gig before you know yeah but now I go in there by myself sometimes I feel a little bit unmotivated but I feel like this lockdown's come at the right time because it's made me realize how much I miss it um so... do you feel unmotivated because you're not really DJing to anyone in that sense like you're just in the studio on your own kind of just mixing the tracks when and I stuff first like that? started doing when I first started doing radio, it felt like that. It felt like, what's going on here? I'm normally in a club, like mm. DJing to people, reactions and stuff. But no, nah, I mean, the, you get used to it more than you see like the interactions on the social media. Um, but just like I said, because I was in, in the studio with the co- like my co-host, Jules, like, yeah. you know, we'd banter about things. We'd catch up in the week. If a song was on, we'd just have a little catch up. We'd play games, like we'd have guests. There was a lot going on and it was so like really good to look forward to. Um, and I felt like now she's at the equation. I feel like I felt at the time lost. Not I don't feel lost now. I've adapted to it now, but it was just a one of them short adjustment periods that I just had mm. to get used to. So what three tips would you give to up and coming DJs trying to keep uh, active in the scene and utilize their social media and stuff like that? Okay. Um, so not, not just during this period, not just during this period, just like in general. Okay. Um, well, I will give one in this period. Um, I definitely think the lives are a very good thing to be doing at the moment. Um, some people have an opinion that they don't want to like be like a sheep or mm. be like just another DJ in in like in line because there's so many doing it. But I just feel like for DJs now, we normally showcase our talent in the clubs. Yeah. So. Our only way to showcase our talent and interact with our audience and our following is on the live, you know. Um, 
So I definitely think the lives are a very good thing to do um, and being consistent with it. In terms of the other two tips uh, for upcoming DJs, I would definitely say go and check out other DJs in other clubs. You know, hit up some guys on social media. Like, don't be afraid. Like, don't feel like you're begging it or anything. Yeah. You know, put yourself out there and just be like, yo, bro, you know, where you at? Um, can I come watch you DJ? Not like ask for a warm-up slot. Just come and watch. Build a, build a relationship with someone. Mm. Um, and thirdly, tips. Um, I mean, now we're in a, a social media era. I would just say, you know, start your branding early, man. You know, the thing is, I've rebranded twice now, like in terms of logos and stuff. You're never going to get it the first time. Yeah. You might get it the first time and think this is sick. But in three years time, you'll look back at it and think, oh, that could have been changed. So branding's definitely key, I think. I think you've got to work on branding. That's definitely a tip. So how come do you change your logos and stuff? Is it because no one was really catching on to it? Or is it because you felt there could be something better with it? No, yeah, because I felt like there could be something better with it. It wasn't a massive change. It was yeah. just like a bit of a facelift, really. Um but yeah, just like you said, we're just in a social media era now where you need to put <clears> branding out there, like your logos and, mm. you know, DJ pictures and stuff like that. And people do look at that. It's, prof it's very professional. It's like a portfolio. Like your Instagram is your yeah. portfolio when people look at you and check you out. So Definitely. Yeah. So looking back at your career so far, what's been the highlight for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um... Put you on the spot. <laughs> I've, I've, do you know what, bro? I've got a lot of good highlights with my DJ career, man. And, you know, I've still got a long way to go. I've been DJing nearly 10 years. There's some guys that would be a bit big-headed about it. Um, but, you know what? I'd probably say the one extra thing with Charlie, if I'm honest. Like, mm -hmm. that, was, that was massive for me, man. Yeah. Like, I felt like when that come on board, a lot of people took me serious. They knew. They was like, okay... This is level. He's actually making moves. Yeah, 100%. Um, and that's what it's about. It's about going from strength to strength, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was amazing. That was probably, yeah, definitely. That was definitely the highlight of my, my DJ career so far. Are there any other countries you've DJed in or would like to DJ in after lockdown? Um, I've DJed in Ibiza um, at Soul City. Shout out to Policy and my guy in Furious. We, we both go down there from time to time and we do a little set there. Yeah. Um, I would like to do Ocean Beach. Shout out to my guy in Furious again. He was supposed to be doing it um, um, last month and next month. But because of the lockdown, he's not been able to do it. So um, definitely Ocean Beach. Um, Dubai looks like a little vibe, I'm not going to lie. A little vibe? Um, you mean big? <laughs> bro, bro. You know what I mean, innit? Um, <laughs> it's a little. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. Probably one of my dream places to DJ would probably be Miami because when I went there a few years ago, yeah, into the clubs, man, like it was it was absolutely unreal. So, Miami, I'd say, probably be a, a place that I'd want to DJ. So, a lot of DJs say that IB for Marbella are the two kind of best countries to get bookings overseas. Like, what what is it about those places and what is it about IB for, especially for you, like that makes it a good set and a good, um, yeah, a good vibe there. Yeah, it's just like you said, I think like, there's a stigma with like, you know, Marbella, Marbella, Ibiza. Um, you know, they've got some big events out there. 
um, Ocean Beach is definitely a massive pool for Ibiza because they've yeah. got like that, that, the big axe and stuff like that, you know. Um, but I, that's what I think it is. I think it's just putting on dope events, good music, good DJs, uh, good artists, good concepts. Because um, over in Ibiza, if I, correct me if I'm mistaken, I think they do like a kiss tree on a, f mm. on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was out there for that, and that was the first time I went Ocean Beach, and it was just it was just amazing, man. Like it was just such a good vibe, such a good vibe. Do you want to move away for a season? Have you ever thought about doing that as well? Do you know what? I'll be honest with you. I think I've I think I've done my time with the whole season flex because you got to think about it. If I step out for like two three months, that means that all my residencies that I've built and built relationships with are left vulnerable. Yeah. And I mean, I could get people to fill them in, but anything can change in that time. So, you know, I'd be happy to go out and do guest sets and stuff for a few days. But in terms of a season, I think that's more for up and coming DJs. When you've got nothing to lose. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, true. Like there's always, cause yeah, as you said, in the, if you give, if you go away for two months, you never know in those two months, if that DJ is actually practicing even harder to take your sets. Yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. Do you think there's like a DJ rivalry between, the male DJs, and I say male because when I speak to the female DJs, they're like, we have no rivalry or anything. So do you think there is a bit of a rivalry there or do you think that doesn't exist? Um, I don't think it's rivalry. It might be called jealousy because <laughs> these female DJs are getting booked so much more easier than the guys because of branding and how they look on a flyer. Do you know what I mean? And the people that they bring to the club having a pool. Mm. Um, but, you know, I've got quite a few female DJs. I can name quite a lot of them. Um, and I'm always, you know, pushing them, showing them support. Because yeah. I think it's all about that empowerment, man. Like, you know, it shouldn't be a sexist thing, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a few girls that have hit me up for DJ lessons and stuff, and I, and I want to help them, you know? I never got that help. I had to teach myself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, I, and that's what I want to do for people, not just females. But, yeah, I wouldn't call it rivalry. I, I think it's a little bit of jealousy. Like, oh, she's getting booked because of her tits. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it gets like that, bro. It gets like that. I'm telling you. Real, it gets like that. But do you think... Do you, so I was asking a couple of them as well. Like, do you, do you agree that there's a lack of them in the, in the um, clubbing industry? Like, you yeah. see a lot of female DJs DJing in, like, the fashion kind of stores and... Uh, rooftop bars and stuff like that and hotel bars and stuff like that but not actually in the clubbing uh, um, industry so I mean in terms of like residencies yeah um, like in clubs I've not seen a lot of DJs female DJs in there but I've seen quite a few DJs in West End for example and like you say the rooftop bars and stuff like that um, and I definitely think maybe over the last year or two there's definitely been an increase of female DJs like just doing their thing, you know? Yeah, I definitely. Can, I can say a few dope DJs, so. Yeah, 100%. What oh, kind there, of. There she is, there she is. Sean <laughs> Carlisa. Sean is in the building. Big shout out to Sean, man. She's a dope DJ, man. I've got a lot of time for For you, where uh, would you rather be uh artist DJ or a resident DJ in a club and an artist comes down and you DJ for the artist? See the thing is, right? And this is not putting any shots out there. A lot, a lot of um, you're gonna get some artists, unfollows. A lot, 
bro. We move, innit? <laughs> we move. We move, brother. We move. <laughs> so, I just, I, I feel like with a lot of, like, artist DJs that I've come across, they just come on and have no structure. They play a 15-minute set of every conceivable banger yeah. and then just kick out. Um, so, I definitely think it's imperative that you jump into the likes of a residency to understand... And like I said earlier about being respectful about the other DJ and being mm. mindful, you know, you know, if you're the headline act and you're the headline DJ, then fair enough. You're there to be booked to play the bangers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like some guys just do it on purpose. And yeah, I, I, I think I'd prefer to DJ in a club and, and DJ for an artist like um, Genuine before the lockdown was booked at Watford. I mean, he didn't actually have a DJ um, and the DJ in the main room didn't actually have any songs of Genuine. So I had to leave my room, like the urban room, put a, put a mix CD on USB, take my laptop out and run to the other room and DJ for Genuine. Oh my God. Uh, um, so um, I would definitely DJ for an artist and DJ in a club. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so then also... Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> so Den's asked this question, who would be on your all-star DJ lineup? Is there, is there a limit in terms of how many? Or? Five. We've got five. Five-a-side okay. thing, isn't it? <laughs> cool. So, five-a-side for me, it would be Westwood. It'd be Scotty B. Um, Westwood, Scotty B. Max no, Denham. Don't miss Ma out Max, anyone. Max Denham. <laughs> yeah. Colin Francis. One's praying. You know what? I'm going to throw a curveball in there simply because it's from my area. I, I would probably put Trevor Nelson in there. Okay. Yeah. Do you know Trevor Nelson? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bro, who doesn't know Trevor? That's like asking who. That's, <laughs> that's literally, bro. bro that's literally ask. That's literally asking about Colin Francis. Like I say, I I wouldn't put them on the same level, but that's basically asking who Colin Francis is. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've got a lot of time for Colin, man. Yeah, like I think them, you know, them two proper, you know, in the scene. They're, I don't know. It's just I think the branding of both of them as well have been good. Like especially with Colin Francis with the Ministry of Sound whole. Yeah, that. I mean, he's just brought he just brought out a new Ministry of Sound yeah. CD, um, and like he, he he smashes it every year, man. He's the go-to guy, and we was actually supposed to have him for my event, um, which obviously we can talk about a little bit later as well. Yeah, um, culture um, is what I do like as an event, and we were supposed to have him booked on April the fourth, but obviously it got locked off. Mm. So hopefully we can uh, sort something out again with Colin and get him on the lineup. You know. Have you wanted to do festivals as well or just stick to the clubbing uh, radio kind of route? Or have you done any festivals? Um, I've done I've done some festivals, yeah. N not as much festivals as I would like because I feel like getting into festivals is another entity. You know, yeah. you know how we feel like getting into a residency, for example, or radio is really hard. Mm. Festival, I think festivals are actually really hard to yeah. get into, especially the big ones. So I definitely want to do some more festivals. Because um, they're, they're the in thing right now, you know. They've they've come a long way in the last few years, and every year I see a new one that I've never heard. But it's just got some dope artists on there, so definitely want to get more into into festivals, hundred percent. So, 
I'm, this this was a interesting point as well. That uh, I oh, who was telling me this? One so another DJ was telling me this that basically now nowadays it's more about the raves, right? Because clubbing scene is there's always going to be a clubbing scene. But do you personally do you think clubbing is dying out? Um, and also, obviously, you got your culture events, so there's going to be a lot of events coming into place now. Um, helping these clubs get in the revenue and stuff like that. Do you think, do you agree with that? Yeah, no, I definitely believe the, the clubbing culture is dying a little bit because you've got the likes of festivals, you know, these pool parties, um, events like myself doing that. And I think that's that was a, a sort of big motivation for me to go and do an event because I yeah. kind of see it, that, that it was happening in the clubs. Because, you know, I've been in the clubs for quite some time now and I've seen it, like, go from crazy, especially freshers, and then not as busy as it used to be. Um, so I definitely think there's some competition there and it has taken a lot of stuff away from the clubs, I think. So do you think when we come out of quarantine, when the clubs open up for a good month or so, it'll be packed, and then after that, it's just going to go back to how it was before? I don't know, man. I've been like I've been chatting to some of my DJ pals and some of my friends about it, and yeah. it's, it's, it's either going to go one way or the other. I definitely feel like it's going to pop off when the clubs open back up because I feel like a lot of the people that were complaining about, I don't really go out too much or I don't like going to this particular club. They've now realized that because they've been locked in for three months that, you know, they miss turning up or missing mm. that, that, that kind of energy in the club. So I do believe it will be busy, whether it's going to have a short spell, a long spell or not. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Um, but another thing is that we just don't know, how long it's going to take for clubs to start coming back into play and then festivals because festivals have more people. Sorry, bro, you just, more of a sorry, bro, you just went, you just went. What did you say? Where was that? What did you hear up to? I don't even know, man. <laughs> 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 it right. just went, it just, it just oh. went for it. <laughs> this guy, man. All right, what's going on, man? What's going on? What's... We're, we're, back. Go. We're, back. Go. We're, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Looking fresh. Yeah, sorry, so... <laughs> So what's what, what, what we saying, bro? What bro, I don't even, bro, I don't even know, yeah. So let's just carry on. <laughs> let's just move yeah, on, yeah. Right let's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's a write-off. All right, so what made you want to get into the events route and event scene? Okay, so shout-out to my guy, Silk. I think he's locked in, actually. Um, so my guy, Silk, he's um, a West End promoter. And obviously, mm-hmm. I've been DJing in the scene for some time, so... A promoter and a DJ, I feel like, in a sense, of starting up an event is very powerful because we're coming from yeah. different, you know, different corners in the industry, and we've got like a lot of experience in different areas. Um, and like I said, I, I felt like the clubbing industry was dying a little bit. I could see the decline a little bit in terms of people that used to come out in comparison to the people that currently are coming out, you know, before yeah. the lockdown. Um, so yeah, we started up an event together. Shout out mm. to my guy Trey as well. He's a he's another partner in in culture. Um, yeah, and we just we just felt like it just sort of we aim at a different target audience yeah. or the target audience that we want. Um, and yeah, we're kind of in control of it, really. I definitely think events are the way forward right now. I think. Yeah, definitely. I think so too. Like. Especially after lockdown, you're going to see the rise of a lot of events. So how do you feel about that as well? Do you think it's going to be harder for you to 
get culture culture parties up there, or do you think it's already you've already made your name out there already? No, do you know what? Lucky enough, I feel like we kind of put our stamp like with the events before the lockdown. Yeah, I mean, this year would be this August will be a year, but we've done a few events up until that point. Um, and don't get it twisted, we're still like very. It's still very early stages of establishing our event and putting it out there and building it more. But I feel like we've got a good core crowd already. Like every event, we've sold it out. Mm. You know, we've had some dope DJs. We've had some really good feedback. Um, you know, I think the most complicated thing is that because there's only limited venues that you can go to, you're going to have an event that's already already been there. So it's yeah. not exclusive. Um so there's definitely going to be competition. There always was competition even before the lockdown. Um, but I think the most important thing is that it's healthy competition, that, that yeah. we all help each other out <clears throat> rather than like being digging each other out and that kind of stuff. So, I think the biggest competition is going to be the day brunches. That's going to be the competition because yeah, after this, I know there's so many people that are wanting to do day brunch parties, Sunday brunches, just rooftop parties, stuff like that. And I think... As you said before, I think <clears throat> there's like there's always going to be place for clubbing, but I think uh, the clubbing scene is slowly dying out, and it's only for this kind of niche market now. Have you done any brunches or anything like that? Uh, I was supposed to, but um, it's a long story. It's a long story, but <laughs> I was supposed to, but I want I want to. Yeah, I'd like to do a brunch or a rooftop bar, uh, rooftop um, event or something like that. So is that is that on your bucket list for when we come out of lockdown? Bucket list, yeah, but my bucket list is full, but of things, but yeah, bucket list definitely. Um, brunches, rooftops, um, getting a residency again because I did have one, um, and I I told you about that yesterday. Uh, what happened? Um, and yeah, just trying to get my name out there more. That's the main thing for me, bro. Like like I said to you, man, you're doing the right thing right now, man. You're networking with all these people. You're putting good into the world. You're putting good energy in. You're only going to get good out, man. So, yeah. you know, the likes of picking up another residency, doing that brunch that you want to do, you're going to do it, bro. You've got to tell Appreciate yourself it, bro. that you're going to do it. Appreciate yeah, it. Trust me. Do you kind of look to other DJ? Like, have you always wanted to do um, like a kind of your own, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Hold on, let me you. Let me you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I forgot a word. I forgot a word. Ah, fuck. Um, agency, agency, agency. That's okay. it. Have you yeah, wanted yeah. to do your own agency and take DJs under your wing and kind of give them out to different clubs as well? Um, no, I haven't actually thought about that. Um, I gave you an I've... idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shout out to you, bro. We can go half on that idea. I don't mind. Yeah, you know what I mean, we we can run that. Um, I mean, the only kind of thing similar that I've done is kind of take someone under my wing and teach them, and they've kind of elevated and they're doing their own thing now. So yeah, shout yeah. out to Adot. Um, and to be fair, I would like to you know continue doing that, but obviously with the right people and people that are committed. Um, with the agency, I feel like I still got to progress more in the industry. Um, and mm. get to know more people before I do the likes of that, because it does take up a lot of time. I know I know some people that do have some DJ agencies, and they kind of have to step out of the residency stuff for a minute just to, you know, keep the business running. So yeah. maybe at a later stage, I think. So is um, DJing a full time job, or have you got a job alongside it? Yes. Well, it was my full time job. <laughs> 
<laughs> so has your has your take on that? Do you regret it or do you think it's been the right thing for nah, you? listen, bro. I'll tell you something. I know times are hard right now. Yeah. But I don't regret it at all. You know, I remember when I, you know, I was working at Carfrank Warehouse. You know, I was doing that part time and I was DJing, you know, doing some residencies. It was tiring. And one day I just woke up. I was like, fuck this. I quit. I went to, I went, I went to the car phone warehouse, not in uniform. I said to the manager, I quit. He was like, yeah. what about your notice? I said, my notice is now. And that was it. And I never looked back, bro. That was like five years ago. And, you know, touch wood. Um, you know, it's gone good ever yeah. since. <laughs> Find the wood. I've got a wood here. We go touch yeah, the wood there. Wood's up here, my bro. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's good though. Like, at least you don't regret it. At least it's gone upwards basically for you. You gotta take the leap, bro. You have to, and and that's definitely another tip that I would say uh, for a DJ. Like, if, if this is something that you want to do, um, you know, you gotta take the leap because you mm. gotta be energized. You know, it was no good for me going to the clubs feeling tired all the time, and you know, I was going to radio as well after two days of doing late nights on clubs, and yeah. I was feeling tired at radio. I had to switch it up. I had to make a sacrifice. You know. Um, and it's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy financially. It isn't. But you have to take the leap. You have to, like, make changes. Yeah, so we're, we were having this discussion, right? So a lot of the DJs in our group chats and stuff like that, we're just having these discussions. <laughs> doesn't allow me. Uh, we're having these discussions. And, like, obviously on the lives, right, you look at the number. Like, a lot of DJs say they don't look at the numbers, but they look at the numbers, right? And, obviously, people kind of think oh this dj must be shit if he's got four viewers even if he's the sickest dj out there or whatever you know so how bad is it in terms of the mental health side of things for djs especially to you know try compete with these other djs for the uh, for the insta live numbers and stuff like that you know what before i answer that something very similar is just like instagram in general like yeah getting the kind of reaction that you want from people like likes Mm. comments like it's like sometimes you expect it from people that actually won't even do it in the end you know so when it comes to the to the to the lives i think it's actually it actually makes it a lot more worse because you're looking at the numbers and you're thinking shit if the numbers ain't here is it me like is it me that i'm doing something wrong you know so yeah, yeah i mean i don't know man do you kind of look at that as well? Or are you trying not to focus your mind on the, the numbers and stuff like that? I, tr- I try not to focus on that, but you can't help but notice it. It's there at yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's there at the top and you're like, shit. It's there reminded you. It's there reminded you like your shit. <laughs> nah, do you know what? I don't think it... Do you know what? Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I don't think it's about someone being shit. Yeah. It, it, there's so many factors. Like, I, I must have done a live a few Sundays ago and must... Like, my lives on my Sundays have been quite decent, to be fair. Like, a lot better mm. than what I thought. But this one Sunday, it took a dip. And I was just like, what the fuck, man? Um, and someone told me something was on the telly or some, some, something was going on. So I was just like, okay, that's probably why it's affected it. But yeah. you can't help but feel that shit. Like, if I've not got so many people locked in, like, is it, is it me? Am I doing something wrong? Like, am I a shit DJ? And... I'm not going to lie to you, for someone that's struggling through, like, with mental health, you're only going to think that, especially when mm. you suffer with anxiety. Um, but, I don't know, man, I feel, I feel like you just got to look at the silver linings, really, man. Like, I don't feel like you should take it too too much to heart, if I'm honest. The thing is, like, do you find this with you as well, that, like, maybe your friends or core cool fans, actually not even core cool fans, just friends or people who 
you're kind of close with and stuff like that don't join the live and you're like oh like is that because they don't like me or is that is that never happened to you or something like that yeah like you know what it is it, i feel like us as djs and the majority of us we expect our, our friends to always be supporting us yeah but we've also got to be mind, mindful of that people got their own lives as well they can't be supporting you non-stop do you know what i mean so that's another tough question like you know if one of like my close friends don't lock in i, I, I don't take it to heart too much but i'm like like, where was you? Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> You're not really crazy. doing much during this lockdown. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, fucking hell. Let's talk about fucking replies, bro, on WhatsApp. My replies are shit. My replies are shit. Yours are rubbish as well. You you text me at, like, 1am, man. Bro, uh, bro I, was out, I was out in Greenwich Park yesterday, bro. Sunbathing, playing football and everything. I said sunbathing. Where was your turn? I can't see your turn. Yeah, it's, it's there, bro. It's, it's, you know what I mean? Tomorrow you'll see it. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Oh, tomorrow I see it. Yeah, got a little bit red now. You know, fair skinned than that. <laughs> but it'll be there tomorrow, bro. It'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> so, obviously, like I don't know how deep we can get into this subject of mental health. Like, I yeah, don't know, bro, let's but, go, bro. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, like so. I, obviously, I saw the post you put up. For people who don't know, go check all she's recent post about it. Um, and like I commented on it and I said like it was a big thing because I don't think any male DJs or any not many male people actually put this up anyway um, that I know not personally but just I know yeah. uh, or know of yeah. um, and so I think it was a big thing to do so like and also I appreciate you doing that because obviously a lot of people then see like well okay like there is more to DJing than just getting the sets and just playing it and all of that yeah. stuff yeah man so, like, how, how, have, how have you kind of... Has it got better for you? Has it got worse during this period? No, well... Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a story, but I'm going to try and condense it as much as possible. Um, it's something that I've been suffering with for a very long time. And yeah. um, for anyone that has read it or will like want to read it, um, you know, when I go to DJ or do anything DJ-related, go to radio, it's my escape. You know, it's, it's my getaway from from my demons like from worrying about this or you know having such a hard time but it's when i come away from doing what i love is when it comes back it just hits you straight mm. in the face um so i feel like this lockdown corona thing it's been very very tough for me um because just at the very start of the uh the lockdown which i didn't actually mention in the post i actually had a mild stroke and i had to go to hospital oh wow okay um, but I think that was because, like, I'm very overworked and not getting an, enough rest and that kind of stuff. Um, and then as soon as I come out of hospital, um, my dad was ill uh, with COVID-19. Um, and I didn't think it would get serious. I mean, he looked quite ill at home, but we didn't know that he had to go to hospital and be under mm. a ventilator, you know, put him into, like, an injection. How did he, um, how did he contra uh, contract it? We don't know. We, we don't know whether it was at work or something like that because he works on a construction site. So there's not yeah. a lot of um, social distancing. Um, but again, we don't, we don't know how these things contracted properly. So there's loads of question marks. So um, yeah, he got it and he was just deteriorating and um, he had to go to hospital and within 24 hours of being at the hospital, they said that he had to go into an, an induced coma, yeah. uh, which is like putting him, put him to sleep and put him on a ventilator to help him breathe. Um, and that was a really tough time. Um, and a few days, 
when he was on the ventilator, we got a phone call to say that my dad wasn't going to make it. You know, it was it was tough. You know, very tough, um, and it affected my mental health even more. Yeah, because I kind of choose to hide it and not talk about it, which is a bad thing, which we'll get into. Um, and then my dad pulled through, man. He, it was a, it was a miracle. Um, even the doctor said so. You know, my dad being in hospital and being that close to death, it was definitely a, it was definitely a trigger point for me. Because um, mm. I think the night that we got told that he was, you know, weren't going to make it, I had a, a really severe anxiety attack, and uh, my mum had to call an ambulance for myself. Um, so it's been tough mentally, and you know, coming away from my situation, just for any DJ, when you take the livelihood away and yeah. you can't go to the clubs and you haven't got that freedom, like you're stuck indoors. You know, um, and you don't know. So what you to do kind of have to face it. You have to kind of face that. Yeah, it, it felt like I was imprisoned a little bit, um, but I feel like the Instagram lives have been my getaway as well, because there's been a lot of supportive people on there, and a lot of people like egging me on to do the lives, and it has took my mind off it. Um, yeah, but it's been a tough time, man. It's it's definitely been a tough time, and it's been the time that has finally helped me learn to accept that I need help. Mm. And I need to like you know, you know, do talk therapy, talk to my friends more, talk to my family more, you know, and just accept it. Because yeah. the more you, the the more that you kind of refuse that you haven't got it or just kind of dismiss it, it just gets worse. It festers, and it's it's been doing it for years. So I feel like it, it was it was a it was something that was it should have happened a long time ago, but it's happened now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah man we're here you know at least you're still alive man at least you're still there you're still breathing bro, bro you know what forget me for a second i'm ha i'm just thankful that my dad's here do you know what i mean yeah. my dad is a massive role model in my life he he like encourages me a lot with my dj and always supporting me you know even when he's at work on a construction site he tunes in to my radio like station on a wednesday mm. you know and we're in the heap of it sometimes you don't realize how special that is or how much that means to someone. Yeah, because you kind of just send it and you're like, oh, yeah, listen, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, my dad's a big part in, like, you know, pushing me to do better and stuff like yeah. that. Um, he's always my common sense checker. But, yeah, w I mean, w we're on the road to, you know, recovery, bro. It's not going to take two weeks. It's not going to take one month. It's, it's going to take as long as it takes. But as long as I can put my story out there, because there's so many others, that... that's the thing. There's so yeah. many others, like not even just with the whole Corona situation, just like in terms of yeah. mental health as well. Because I know it's, 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 it's very it's a common. Big thing. It's very common with DJs, and um, there was actually a DJ um, last week that actually took his life. I think I'm not too sure on the story if he took his life or what happened, um, but I do know that he was struggling with mental health issues. Mm. Um, and it and um, there was another DJ a few years ago that took his life. I think it might have been Avicii. Yeah, yeah, Vichy, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a very, very common thing. Um, and for DJs, when we're like, you know, doing the long drives to clubs and stuff and being that guy in the club and, you know, looking all swagged out and looking like you're that guy if you've got a nice car or, you know, you've got a nice laptop or yeah. we're living a luxurious life. It's, it's not like that. It's not like that. We're like that popular loner. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it's very common in DJs than what you'd think. So I wanted to put my story out there more yeah. for the DJs to, to encourage them to be like, we're not alone in this and we need to speak up. So I'm going to say this as well. So 
I know you brought up the point of getting girls and how you find it like difficult and all that. But with DJing, do you find it actually difficult as well because there's that stigma that you get girls, you get all of this? Because obviously in that industry, you're gonna get alcohol, girls, money, drink, whatever. Like yeah, there's a I mean, I, there's a lot of people that say, oh, people want to get a DJ because they want to get this, they want to get that. Like, and I know some girls are kind of thrown off a DJ because oh, you're out every night doing this. And... Yeah. Um, I mean the girl situation. I don't feel like it's it's a recent thing. It was it was definitely something. Um, when I like kind of left schools in college because mm. I had a I had a skin condition. Uh, yeah. It's, it, and that's also very common as well, but it can knock. It can knock um, a lot of people's confidence. Do you know what I mean? And um, people, as sad as it sounds, people do look look at people's um, appearance and judge you on it. Yeah. Um, so I was very self conscious about that, um, and I thought people, not just people, but girls, would look at me in a different way. But I mean, obviously, since it's been cleared up, which has been so many years now, you know, it, it has brought me some confidence in a sense. Um, so I don't feel like the last few years it's been a, a concern for like females because I don't go to the club for females. I go there to yeah, do yeah. what I want to do, network with people. Don't get twisted that there, there's some pretty girls. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm gay because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend. This is the way you're coming out <laughs> on my life. Sometimes, some, sometimes you've got to step out the booth and secure that wine. Do you get what I'm saying? Sometimes you've got to do that. Sometimes you have to. You've got to stretch your leg. But yeah, nah, man. It's, it's, it's just more like day-to-day life, really, day-to-day yeah. struggles. Um, so, yeah, I just want to encourage people, man. And like you said, guys guys don't bring it up a lot. It's not just about DJs. It's like they have pride. They don't mm. want to show a sign Emotions. of weakness. Yeah, they don't want to look weak. Um, so, yeah, I just want to encourage everyone, man. You know, if it has, if it changes one person's perspective and like, That's you know what, anything, to I'm, I'm going to speak up. Like, after I've done my job, bro, I'm not going to yeah. say that thousands of people are going to now start talking about it because that's not going to happen. But mm. it's a chain reaction. If I make someone or make two people think, you know what, I can talk, I can come out now and be more comfortable in my skin, yeah. then th- them guys can pass, pass that on. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, definitely. that's the objective. That's the objective, bro. I was talking to him about strip clubs and he started reminiscing about his whole experiences. <laughs> this guy looked like he was praying about it. He looked like he was going to cry. <laughs> if he's still locked in, he'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, you know what? Well. It's, it's, it is a big thing. And um, I think, especially during this period, um, obviously no one can go out not many people can see their friends yeah um, and it is a big thing for that so like to come out and say that is you know it gives people reassurance yeah I mean I, I think I mentioned it like in, in what I was saying like um, I was a bit 50-50 on talking about it because it's very yeah. private um, and obviously when I talk about it it brings back a lot of memories which isn't pleasant um, but I don't know, man. For some weird reason, I just felt better just airing it out. Yeah. It felt good just to vent a little bit. Um, so, yeah, man. Like, if, if if someone can connect with that story, even if it's one part of that story, that's so relevant. Like, that's it, bro. I've, I've done my job. Do you know what I mean? So, I really mm. do hope that people look at it in a different light and they're like, you know what? That's so brave. You know, that's encouraged me to start talking now. You know? So... We'll so, see, in, for you, what does music mean to you? 
hard. It means so much, my bro. So, like, if let's say, let's say, if you didn't have music, what would happen to you? Like, what, bro? Putting DJ DJ in aside for a second, like, for as long as I can remember, growing up, like, music is it just changed changes people's moods. It it makes you reflect on good memories, yeah. bad memories, you know, a lot of things. It just it connects people together. Um, and when I'm when I'm like DJing and playing the songs that I like and playing songs for people that they like, it you can only be happy, mm. you know. And and I and I feel I feel good with that when I when I'm like DJing and the music side of things. Like yeah. it, it does wonders for me, and I know it does wonders for a lot of other people as well. So yeah, man. So in the next five years, where do you kind of see yourself? What do you want to achieve? I want to be on primetime radio, man. I want to be shutting it down on radio. I want to be where Westwood is. Yeah. You know? Westwood's uh, definitely uh, someone that I look up to. He's been in the game for a very long time. Um, got a lot of respect for that guy. So big up Westwood. Um, so yeah, I'd say radio, radio-wise, as top as I can be, like a nice primetime show. Um, I want to be doing more festivals. Uh I just want to be the best I can be, bro. We're always learning. It doesn't matter if you've been DJing 15, 20 years or <clears> 10 <throat> years. You're always learning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, technology is always advancing, so you're always yeah. learning anyway. If you have that mindset that you always want to learn and that there is always stuff to learn, yeah. then, you know, it, it, you're just hungry for it every time. If you feel like you've, you've done everything and there's no more to get, you're just going to be arrogant. You're not going to make yourself progress more. Like, I just mm. feel like you just got to strive for more, man. There's so many things that you, that you can learn, you know? Definitely. So, yeah. DJ Simo asked this question on our live, and he said that, what's your take on black DJs playing dancehall Afrobeats versus white DJs playing that and getting more praise? And do you think that we could change that? In, and this is in the commercial kind of sector of things. Okay. Um... Well, I mean, to be fair, I've had numerous amount of times go, oh, shit, I wasn't expecting that from you. Like, you know, when I was going in with a bashment on the live the other night. Yeah, yeah, that was lit. I was, bro, I was, I was getting gassed. <laughs> I'm telling you to reload that about a thousand times. <laughs> now, we're not playing Serrani no games, my bro. Like, we're going deep <laughs> in the culture, you know what I mean? But to be fair, if I'm very honest with you, like, when I first started out DJing, even before DJing, like, you know, I knew about some reggae and Bob Marley and stuff. But yeah. I didn't really know, you know, about dancehall and stuff like that. Um, so it wasn't on, until I started doing research and kind of getting into it and just liking it, really. Mm. I've done a lot of research. You know, I even checked some bashment DJs, you know, listened to mixes. And I've just, I've just educated myself, you know. I, I probably um, wouldn't say that there's, that I need, that, that there's no more to learn because there probably is. There's probably songs that I don't even know about, but. I feel like for a, for a guy of my culture, um, you know, plain Jane, they call it, for white people, that stick with the Serrani No Games, Summertime Vibes Cartel, um, I definitely feel like I'm seasoned in that sense of my <laughs> Definitely, 100%, especially with Afrobeats as well. Yeah. But I think it's because I've got an influence of friends as well, because my friends that I chill with, you know, even from secondary, primary school, I've always, you know, hung around with like my best mates like, who are black, Asian, you know, Caribbean, African. 
I've always been intrigued. I've always kept an open mind, you know. Um, so do you think that we could change this, though, this stigma about it? Because obviously... I don't know. It's a tough one. There's a mad stereotype about it. There's, there's always going to be a stereotype. Do you know what I mean? There's a stereotype of black DJs um, playing house music. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So maybe in a few years' time, if it becomes a more common thing, it it might change. But I'm just here doing my thing. Do you know what I mean? And and the way I look at it is if I am one of the few white guys that play a good bashment set, that's what makes me unique. You mm. get what I'm saying? Shout out to Silk as well. The, the guy yeah. has been shelling down the bashment lately, bro. He's been killing it. You know bro, I mean? like, Silk's different. Like, he's, you know, when I, so I interviewed him three, four, four weeks ago, and he was on, what, seven and a half thousand followers, and now, what, he's on 13.6 in three, in three to four weeks. It's, it's mad. You've got to utilise it. That's it. Yeah. You've got to utilise it. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if the stereotype will, will stop or, but I know for me, I've only had positives out of it. I've never had negatives, so mm-hmm. I've always I've always shown that element of surprise to people. Like shit, I didn't expect that. Like that's crazy. So I think because like that's this is another stereotype because you're white and you're not. Yeah, of course. You're not, like if you went to let's say if you went to Jamaica, obviously everyone would be surprised about it, but they they would praise you more than if if I went there or if another black DJ went there. Yeah. Um, and they didn't even play the right songs. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, it's just like going over to the States, like, with yeah. hip-hop. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't really see a lot of white DJs over there, like, mm-hmm. spinning hip-hop. So mm. it's not just about the bashment Afrobeats. Like, hip-hop's got that, that stereotype of, you know, it, it, like, black guys predominantly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So look at Eminem when he come out, you know. Like, that was, at first, people didn't think, like, where, where's he going to go with this? He ended up being, like, one of the best rappers best in the Best lyricists, literally. So, I don't know, man. <clears throat> I don't know, but I, it's a big I, talking point because, like, I'm when you kind of look at it, you kind of realize that it's quite prevalent. Um, like, obviously, there are loads of big black DJs, and there's the opposite kind of the reverse bit of it, which is that the white DJ, DJs are playing black artists and black music, and like because they're the tops in the charts and blah blah blah. But again, if you look at it, you know, like, obviously, Westwood made his name before doing the dance floor and all of that, but that's also what makes him unique as well. Of course, yeah, man, and and like the guys are like, <clears throat> 60, like sixty odd, and I don't know any other DJ at his age that is playing the current music, yeah. and and doing all the crazy gigs he does. So like, you can only take your hats off to them kind of people. You know what I mean? If if you look back at your career, is there anything you'd change or add in, or do you think it's gone the way you wanted it to go? Um, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything, man. I wouldn't change anything. I feel like I've put the grind in. Um, I've, I've put my name out there. And I'm just going to continue to keep grinding, man. Mm. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. So what, what are we, we going to see from you in the next... Like, obviously, when lockdown's done, clubs are open, what are we seeing from you? What's the first steps? Well, culture. That's definitely going to be one. Um so if you haven't been to that, you can you're more than welcome to come through, bro. I'm coming through, don't worry. Um, shout out to anyone that wants to come through. It's intrigued. Shout out to Culture Parties UK. Make sure you're following that. Um, yeah, that'll be definitely one of the the top things for me as a priority. Um, just get just getting back out there again, man, and just just partying and engaging with people. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I've got a question for you, actually. I'm going to flip okay. it. Do you feel like do you feel like the lives are going to pop off as much as they have done in quarantine, or do you think no. it's just going to die off? Well, even if people go back to work, I'm still going to do the lives because clubbing ain't coming back for ages. So until the day clubbing comes back, I'm going to judge it and see. <clears throat> but <clears throat> personally, I don't see it being popping anymore. And I think it's slowly dying, dying out anyway, because when I'm looking at the lives now, then I'll take, I'll take a D, I'm not going to name the name, but I'll take the DJ for an example. He had around 1.6K. And then now he's only hitting 500, 600, which is still big, but you can see at the start of quarantine, it was massive. And now everyone's kind of dying off that. And I can see it. <clears throat> I don't know if that's, I don't know if that, if you're finding that as well, but I'm thinking that a lot yeah. of people are dying that it's kind of dying out by itself. I definitely think, I definitely think it was something to keep people occupied um, during the quarantine time, because obviously, like you say, there wasn't, um, no one was really doing anything. There wasn't mm. a lot of people at work. People are starting to go back to work now. Yeah, you know, um, and I and and I will not be in bad mind, but I think the last week I've seen a lot more people go out now, like you know, yep. going doing these little party in the park things and shit, and go apartment parties. So I feel like people are a lot more occupied now than they was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, literally, it's over. Yeah, it's literally changed so quickly. It's weird. Like in the last two weeks, it's just changed like that. And obviously now a lot of people are going to go back to work by June 12th. So I think it's going to be a mad decline in the lives, but I'm going to carry on doing it till there's like no one listening until the clubs are back open, basically. Another, another question for you. Yeah? yeah. I know you've been doing lives yourself. So yeah. do you feel like in the lives that you've done, um, do you feel like you could potentially get booked from that? Or do yeah. you think someone's thinking, thinking of you already? Yeah, I already had, like, I'm not naming names or anything in case they don't work out, but I've had people go join the live who didn't follow me, follow me, and then go, bro, I like what you're doing. I'm going to send you this management, get them get in touch with them, or I want to get you on a guest mix, guest set, sorry. Like, a couple of DJs who have residencies in Marbella want me to do come out with them, do a guest mix, a guest set over there next year, stuff like that. So it's helped me a lot. Um, obviously I'm not trying to use people for sets like that's not what I'm trying to do but it's it's like what you said networking and everything and personally it's helped me with DJs looking at what uh, I'm about because without the live sets and without me posting more video, I've been starting to post more videos on me DJ and I never used to do that like if you scroll down my profile there's nothing yeah. like that <laughs> so with the help of that more people are starting to view it and also with the with the lives and everything I've had, what, 44,000 people in the last four weeks just viewing my profile. So, I'm saying, my I don't know who, I don't know who, like, obviously you don't know who that 44,000 people are, but there's going to be one at least who's got a, a good contact or a big contact. So, yeah, just seeing how it goes. I'm not promising anything because obviously you can never rely on a person or one thing. But if everything goes to plan uh, with the clubs opening, then yeah, that, it'll be good. It'll be good. What's the what's the first thing you're going to be doing as soon as the lockdown's lifted? I don't even know because I'm like, do I go to all these sets like these DJ sets and sets and pass through, or do I try and work with the DJs who want to work with me uh, and get me get me as their like um, warm ups DJ or something like that on their on their residencies? Because I was speaking you to some do- and they were like, 
they were like, I don't want to do the full six hours or whatever. I'd rather do 12 till three or 12 till four instead of 10 till 12. And then I can do 10 till 12 or something like that. Yeah, but that's the wrong attitude, my bro. And that's no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not take, I don't want to be the warm-up DJ. You get me? Like, obviously I want to be prime time, but that's the way I'm going to get involved because I can't just go straight to prime time unless there's a residency opening up. Yeah. But the thing is with residencies, it, it teaches you a lot of things. Like no one wants to do a six hour night and six hours is quite long. Sometimes yeah. it's even shorter, depends on the club, but it teaches you how to structure your night, how to keep, Keep the dance keep the floor, crowd going. Because once you once you've um, nailed that, Sorry. you can yeah. go to any club. You can go to any club in the country, and you can just read the crowd, and you'll know what to do. You know, so I think it's mm. imperative that you jump into a residency, whether it's just warming up or whether it's doing a residency that you're doing from eleven till three or something like that. It's so yeah. important, bro. Yeah, you know, Kieran. What Kieran said as well. You yeah. can do both, man. You can do both. You can you can you can juggle the both. You can go check out DJs. Um, and see what they're saying, and you can go and and you can go with these other DJs that are kind of offering you the opportunity to do something. Yeah, have definitely. You got, have you got a daytime job as well. Uh, I do. I well, I do ish. I'm followed, but I don't. I don't actually. I didn't go to work to be honest because I was trying to focus on this. So I'm Shit, still man, on. The, I'm still. Yeah? I'm furloughed. I'm still on. I'm still on the payroll, bro. But I don't even work, yeah. so it's nothing. Like I'm literally getting nothing because I never used to work. Let me a tenner, bro. Bro, at one point I was earning more than my dad during this quarantine, which is yeah. a big statement. <laughs> like... Bro, it, it gets like that, my bro. Honestly, <laughs> it puts things, I'll tell you what, lockdown, not just for DJs, but everything, it's put so many things in perspective in terms yeah. of saving, job security, all that shit. But I'm thinking, think... do, like, obviously, you, you look at the two sides, like, do you want to have a full time job? And then DJing on the side, or does DJ want to be the full time? So it's like, yeah. which path do you take? And you've got to take that leap. So I don't know. We'll see what happens after lockdown. But it'll be good to come through to culture. Maybe do a set if I can, if you allow me. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, there, bro. Yeah, bro, I've been plugging this all the time, isn't it? Like, <laughs> but no, no, no. But it's not just about that. I'm like, I'll come down anyway, like, to see what it's about anyway, because I'm not going to just jump on and if I'm not feeling it. Um, but yeah, definitely, it'll be good to link up though after this. Yeah, no, hundred percent, bro. You keep doing your thing. Obviously, you keep like you know shouting all these DJs. Like I said, the relevant DJs in different cities, even if they're up and coming, you know, it's always good to, good to get another perspective of things. No, yeah, um, I'm doing a lot of up and coming DJs now, and like it's it's actually it's it's weird how much it's helped people. Like I never thought this would happen. Like when I started this, I literally just wanted it for myself and just to see what other people were doing during quarantine and uh how they built up their career but now it's turned into that i've got so many djs like this even a couple of djs locked in now that have literally spoken to me on dm going this has helped me a lot um and i've learned a lot from this and stuff like that well that's what it's about bro like you know it's not a common thing for djs to be talking and and then no yeah definitely it's very it's very very clicky when it comes to djs but mm. like I just think it's so important, man. It doesn't matter what background you're from, where you're from, what you're trying to do. We all should be supporting each other's flex. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. You're doing but, the right thing, though, bro. Thank you, bro. But, bro, I appreciate your time, man. Like, really, yeah, this, talk was, this talk has been good. It's been a very good talk. Oh, that's cool, man. And if my roast dinner's... Um, really I know you're good, hungry. Man. I know you're hungry. I can see you're hungry, bro. <laughs> Nah, bro, I'm good, bro. I'm good. There's no rush. Nah, I've got, got to charge my phone. I've got max in 20 minutes. So nah, like... It's cool, man. It's, it's been a pleasure, bro, bro.
Thank you, bro. Like, take care, yeah? And make sure yeah, your cool, family's man. all Love. safe. Love, take man. Care, my bro. Take care.